This is 10 Things I Like About, a 10-minute, 10-episode podcast about unknown or misunderstood wildlife. Welcome to 10 Things I Like About. I'm Kirsten, your host, and this is a podcast about misunderstood or unknown creatures in nature. Some we'll find right outside our doors, and some are continents away, but all are fascinating. This podcast will focus 10, 10 10-minute episodes on different animals and their amazing characteristics. Please join me on this extraordinary journey. You won't regret it. This episode continues echidnas. And the eighth thing I like about this rule-breaking mammal is the possibility that they may dream. Let's dive into this subject by finding out what happens when echidnas sleep. Discovering what happens when echidnas sleep has been a long and winding path. First, it's pretty difficult to determine what a hard-to-find nocturnal animal is doing when they're sleeping. So most of the research done involving echidna sleep is done with the short-beaked echidna, Tachyglossus aculeatus, because they're more easily found. In 1972, a report was published about the electrophysiological study of the short-beaked echidna. They were interested in the waking and sleeping state of the echidna. The way you study that is by recording the electrical impulses created by the brain during different activities. The 1972 study showed that echidnas do not enter REM sleep, which is rapid eye movement, the state of sleep in which dreams occur. Echidnas remained in a non-REM sleep the entire time they were unconscious. Based on this information, researchers postulated new hypotheses on when sleep developed into two sleep stages. Since echidnas are biologically some of the oldest living mammals, some may even say primitive, but I don't really like that word. It makes them sound unimportant. The stages of sleep they exhibit could have meaningful implications on when mammalian sleep developed into two distinct sleep stages. For years, science accepted this result from the 1972 study. There was really no reason to question the results. The research was sound, and a second study published in 1996 seemed to support these results. The second study actually found that the typical sleep patterns of non-monitoring mammals, which is every mammal except echidnas and platypus, did not match the sleep patterns of the echidna. The really interesting result of this study was that they found that echidna sleep resembled both non-REM sleep patterns and REM sleep patterns in the same cycle. This is significant because in the average mammal, REM and non-REM sleep happens in separate cycles. Using different methods of judging sleep and waking activity in the brain revealed a truth that called for a reevaluation of the previous results. <laughs> How fascinating. Who knew the sleep patterns of an ancient lineage mammal could mean so much to modern research? Not me, that's for sure. With these two studies kind of mm, kind of rubbing up against each other, further research was definitely needed. In 1998, a study did look closer at the sleep patterns of the echidna. The previous two studies had used changes in EEG, 
electromyogram, and eye movement to determine whether the echidna actually experienced REM sleep. The researchers of the 1998 study recognized the discrepancies created using those recording methods, and they decided to look at the neuronal activity in the brainstem. So the 1998 study added another layer to the echidna sleep mystery. Using new evaluation methods, this study showed that echidnas do experience a sleep state resembling REM sleep in the brainstem, while the forebrain remains in a state resembling non-REM sleep. This is unusual because REM sleep is typically in the cortex of the brain. Now, one of the questions that arose during this line of study was why do echidnas not show typical signs of REM sleep, such as the rapid eye movement that gives the sleep cycle its name? This is one of the things that was absent in the previous studies. They saw no rapid eye movement. And twitching of various body parts, as well as eye movement, is indicative of REM sleep in many mammalian species, including the platypus, which is the other extant monotreme on the planet today. So why don't echidnas display twitching muscles during REM sleep? The scientists in this study thought that might be due to the fact that echidnas sleep in more exposed areas than platypus. The twitching of their spines would be audible and visible to predators. But in the last episode, I just talked about how echidnas dig dens into the side of sloped ground. So I don't know if I buy that explanation. They may need to go back to the drawing board on that one. But this evidence gives them one more hypothesis on when REM sleep developed in mammals. The forebrain aspects of REM sleep may be a recent invention in the mammalian line. So how does any of this relate back to the title of this episode, Echidna's Dreamers? REM sleep is the sleep cycle when dreaming happens. Research into human sleep patterns shows that dreaming happens during the REM sleep cycle. Mammals that experience REM sleep may also dream. I mean, we kind of just have to assume that. It's not like we can ask another mammal, hey, are you having a dream? Now, the cortex of the brain must be activated during REM sleep to produce dreams. That's what we've seen in ourselves, at least. And what we just learned about echidna sleep tells us that their brain stem is involved in their REM sleep. So, do echidnas dream? They do have a large neocortex compared to other mammalian brains. And I've just shown that different routes of research can shed more light on what is actually happening in an animal. Maybe brainstem REM sleep also creates dreams, and we just haven't found evidence of it yet. It's an intriguing question, and I'll leave you with one more before I end this episode. If echidnas dream, what do they dream about? Thanks again, listeners, for following me down the winding path of the echidna. I'm glad you joined me today because my eighth favorite thing about them is the possibility that they dream. If you're enjoying this podcast, please recommend me to friends and family and take a moment to give me a rating on whatever platform you're listening. It will help me reach more listeners and give the animals I talk about an even better chance at change. And join me next week for another episode about echidnas.
This has been an episode of 10 Things I Like About with Kirsten and Company. Original music written and performed by Catherine Camp, piano extraordinaire.